back to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady, and we are sitting on the porch once again, a lovely outdoor podcast deck. with my beloved husband, Mike deck. Renier. It's a deck. It's a porch. We're going to do this right off the top, eh? Yeah, we are. Okay, well, so if you're going to be wrong, <laughs> then we're going to correct you on our front deck. <laughs> this has been an ongoing fight for several years now. Mm-hmm. We have a structure on the front of our house, which is called a porch. And... <laughs> <laughs> Built by your dad, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and my darling husband likes to fight with me at every given opportunity. Possibly the same goes in reverse as well. Yeah. That I may or may not like to also argue with you at any given opportunity. And it's become an ongoing thing that it's... this is a porch. Uh, because it's on the front of the house. It's a porch. First of all, it's not a fight. It's never a fight. <laughs> so we're overstating that. <laughs> And nowhere will you find in an, uh, an official stance that... An official stance. Okay, we're going to mock. <laughs> nowhere does it say if it's on the front of the house, it has to be a porch. A porch is enclosed, or at least has a roof over it. It's more than this. This is front, a Front porch, back deck. Yeah. So End this is the episode today. This where is we all just... we're going to do is, is debate back and forth about the porch deck situation. Right. <laughs> First of all, I need some kind of an award for the uh, most frequent guest on the program. This it's is, true. This is your third appearance I now. believe so. Good I'm work. going for the record. <laughs> Convenience. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, I like talking to you. Hey, you're home this afternoon. Let's hey. do a show together. I've got nothing else happening. Uh, so how's it going, Mikey? Uh, fine. Fine. Yeah. Doing quite well. Quite well. And uh, yeah. You are, we've, our very first episode together, we talked about how you are a sports guy. Yeah. And you've had some sports lately, which I'm sure has improved your mental health somewhat. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I guess, yes, yes. To say that I need <laughs> sports from my mental health uh, at first is a little bit ridiculous, but maybe no, you're right. No, I don't maybe think Maybe you're is. right. I think it's perfectly normal and accurate. We've come a long way since um, fretting about what to do. Right. And watching documentaries on end about sports. Yes. Just to get through. I wish that we could still watch the documentaries about sports. But we don't really have the time anymore. Oh, we can. That's true. We could. But there's actual sports to watch now. Right. Which is wonderful. So far, anyway. Because we got through an entire NHL run. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want to call it. The, the tournament. <laughs> the postseason. And, and basketball. They got through a whole thing. Now, I didn't see a lot of the basketball. I didn't tune in for a whole lot of that. But, right. Uh, we've gotten through it, and we're almost at this time of the uh, taping. We're almost through the baseball postseason, which yes. is kind of cool. We're at the divisional series right now. So you've got three I sports. I we're in the championship series. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what I said. Hey, sports. Yeah. <laughs> one of, <laughs> Whatever. One of those acronyms. I don't know where we are. Yeah, we're at the CSs now. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and, and football is trying to get through here. Now, I'm football. not sure how they're going to go here because, again, at this present time, they're going through a lot of cases, positive cases, whether it's Tennessee and uh, earlier there's a couple of other teams that really got hit hard with positive cases of, of COVID-19 and having to shut down and having to, you know, all of their training camps shut down and we're going to postpone this game to later in the year. <laughs> And what you're going through now is kind of a nightmare in scheduling, saying, okay, right? we're going we're gonna to shut down this camp and we're going to postpone a game here until we're all healthy on this team. But the way the NFL is, it's not easy to 
and just make up a game. I seem to, I get this vibe from the NFL that they are more concerned with the schedule than they are with controlling the virus. Do you get that? Oh, I think so. If they were more worried about controlling the virus, they would come up with solutions that yeah, were working like, in other leagues, like bubbleizing. <laughs> we want to keep our players and our staff safe, so we're yeah. going to do whatever we can do to make sure that you're able to do your jobs, but in a safe manner. And they don't seem to be overly concerned with the safe manner. It's more about do your jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't think the NFL has done anything differently than the start of the season, so they're still traveling. All over the country. Mm. They're still doing their normal travel. And uh, the players, I assume, still doing their thing. Uh, they haven't bubbleized like the no. other sports have. I mean, baseball didn't during the regular season, but they're doing it now in the postseason. Again, they're, they're getting by just fine. Somehow, because I didn't think baseball was going to last past two weeks. No, right? Saying, no, this isn't going to this isn't going to work. And they proved me wrong. But So based uh, on how other sports have done, do you see the NFL finishing the season? I do. I do. They're going to find a way. I think they're going to be stubborn for the next couple, three weeks, and there's going to be more positive cases come up. Mm-hmm. But I think there's too much money at stake. Everything's about money. Mm-hmm. Certainly the NFL. The NFL makes an obscene amount of money, and they're going to find a way to make this thing work. Right now they're kind of cruising and saying, all right, we're just going to we're gonna get by and we're going to uh, you know, postpone some things when we have to. But if this gets out of control and you've got more teams than you can count, with all these positive cases and they have to postpone games, they're, they're going to have to figure out something else. Whether it is three or four bubble cities, and that's going to be a long time to be quarantined off of family and friends and stuff. Because right. you've got a you know 17-week regular season, mm-hmm. and you've got four or five weeks of the postseason after. That's a long time for the players to be quarantined off and, and sectioned off from everybody else. So yeah. I don't know what that... Um, what that is going to be the the final result, but I do see the NFL doing something to uh, to get all these games in because it's just way too much money at stake. And you, we talk about the the bubbles and you know how it it changes the season, but you also see all these NBA players now coming out and saying, you know, like fighting back against people who say, oh well, it makes for a different season when you're in the bubble and it's a shortened season, and and how hard it is to live in the bubble when you're mm-hmm. trying to play and that you don't have all the normal goings on of life and how it like makes that extra mental strain mm-hmm. on top of having to actually do your job to the best of your ability. Yeah, I'm on board with that because I think just day-to-day life, what we're going through, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mental strain on every everybody else. So, For sure. Sure, they're, they're playing a game, they're making millions of dollars, and they're at Disney World with, with the NBA being an example, but still, I mean... It's not all. I'm sure it's not all sunshine and roses oh, no. with uh, with the NBA. So you still have a lot of stuff weighing on their minds, and it's something that they've never experienced before. This was not a run of the mill season. Totes. So totes. Totes <laughs> Um Speaking of uh, the sports and the mental strain, and you specifically, you don't have your normal hockey distraction work this year. Uh, oh yes, with the Chatterman, our right, local, yeah. our local team that you are normally the play-by-play guy for. That's right, that's right. How uh, you doing? Doing fine, doing fine. I think the weather's helping because it's been such a beautiful uh, fall so far, so it doesn't really feel like hockey season yet. And there's not <laughs> the normal run of the NHL yet because right. they've just finished up last season, and we're probably having two or three more months before they start up again. So there's not that normal feel of it being hockey season just yet, and. Uh, so it, I don't think it's hit me just yet, but when it gets colder, <laughs> the days are super short, and uh, 
mean, certainly doing that was a was a nice way to get through the winter. But you know, I, I'm doing fine so far. But ask me again in about a month, and it might start to get a little bit weird. So yeah, I'm I'm certainly I'm missing it so far. Because they've got for for most of the junior hockey, they've got sort of a December-ish start date planned last i heard it was december 2nd first second third that first week of december that they said okay we're going to target this as being a start date for for the season and everything's going to be just fine do you see that happening no i still don't i (laughs) last time we had the chance to chat i I didn't think it was going to happen and uh, as we go through things right now a i haven't seen a schedule Right. Put put on online yet, yeah. unless it's somewhere that I, I can't see it. But I have not been able to find a schedule put together. And at the time that, that we record this, there's a month and a half until the first week of December. Right. Uh, then you would have the, the preseason to go on top of that. So you need that. You need training camp and everything else. So that hasn't started yet. Uh, so I, I certainly think the start of December is in jeopardy in terms of a a starting point for the season. Um, things I think have to get better in a hurry to even have a season in general yeah. for 2020, uh, 21, because right now, as we all know, we're, we're going through a, a bit of a time this fall. Going through a time. Okay, we're going through a time. <laughs> Cases are going up. Things are, uh, you know, starting to go backwards a bit. And mm-hmm. we, we had a little bit better success in the summertime. I just don't see a situation where we can go into arenas more than you know a handful of people yeah to and to enjoy the game maybe you're allowed to have a few in there but to make things viable for say a junior b or junior c team you've you've got to rely heavily on ticket sales and ontario's uh minister of sports and heritage whatever her full title is but minister of sport in for this given situation has said that if ohl can carry on it has to be no contact how viable is that? It's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, you know, they've 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 moved away from the the ultra physical game of hockey. As you know, we grew up in, mm-hmm. in the '80s for sure. It's certainly a different game than it is then. But when you're saying no contact hockey, that's you're basically like playing pass a puck there. Right. You're you're passing the puck and. <laughs> It's almost like that tabletop game that you had when you were growing up, you know, <laughs> yes. with those, those spinny things. <laughs> and you're just, you're shooting the puck down the ice and the players don't touch. And right. Yeah. Um, maybe it's viable, but I don't think that's anything that too many people want to watch. And especially if you're using the NA, or the, the OHL as a training ground for the NHL, mm-hmm. and then you suddenly have to change the way you play the game. And expect to be able to then go back to playing in the NHL. That seems like a, like what's, like don't mess with the way that kids are taught to play if you then expect them to go on to, to reach greater heights. Right. And for a short amount, we hope it's a short amount of time mm-hmm. that we have to modify the way we do things. So mm-hmm. whether it's for one, for, for one season and you're saying, uh, yeah, no contact hockey. And then next year. <laughs> Go back to the way you were. Yeah. Forget everything you've learned this past year. Hopefully next season we're, we're a little bit back to where we were uh, in the past. And Okay, you can, you can hit again. But, yeah, to, to modify things that drastically for one year, uh, I don't know. Things, I, I don't think it's going to happen that way. It's either going to be you can play and you can play the way you always have been able to play. You can, mm-hmm. you can hit, you can check. Uh, the occasional fight, fine, but yeah. <laughs> a no-contact game of hockey just mm. uh, 
I don't think will be appealing to too many people. Let's switch into parent mode for a few minutes. I can do that. Well, maybe I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. You can do that. I don't know how well. You can be a dad for a while. (laughs) So we've got Halloween coming up. Yes. And we've had our local public health officer and I think some provincial officials are start. I don't know if they've come out with official guidelines yet at the time of taping. um, No about Halloween and what we can and cannot do. And from a local perspective, they're saying, you know, you can't really stop Halloween. You can still go trick-or-treating as long as everyone is being physically distanced Mm -hmm. and keeping safety in mind and not having, like, gangs of kids going around the neighborhood. What do you want to see for Halloween? I want to see the kids still have fun. And I I believe that if if you feel it's safe to go trick-or-treating, then go ahead and do it. I think it's it's up to the individual, it's up to the parent first and foremost to see what, what they feel is safest. But yeah, if you're not going with 15 of your friends, mm-hmm. door to door, all packed together, right? Um, certainly with siblings, because I think our kids, they want to do a little bit. They, they certainly have their costumes ready. They want to dress up. They want to <laughs> do a few things. And, uh, you know, we're going to go out to their grandparents' house and, and their aunt and uncle and, and do that kind of thing. So very limited. And if, if we want to kind of see them go up and down the street fine they've never been huge with trick-or-treating for three no, hours a night and really all they care about is getting the candy it doesn't matter how it comes to them right and i'm all <laughs> about uh stealing their candy <laughs> yeah. so i am yes you know yes uh, <laughs> so and i think uh, dr colby said if you do it in a safe distant manner there's nothing wrong with trick-or-treating and i i would agree with that mm-hmm. you know if you can just Hopefully you live in a not a densely populated neighborhood. Yeah. Where you know some some places you can't avoid. It's true. Throngs of kids. Like I have even in in Chatham Kent where we have you know relatively quiet neighborhoods compared to say a Toronto or bigger centers even like in London where you've got you know hundreds of kids who are going trick or treating in a neighborhood and there you have. You know, families that are all sort of like passing through and mm-hmm. kids have no sense of social distance or physical distance. They're just running into each other because they're all jacked up. And I think that there it might be a little harder to contain. But then it, that's up to parents to be able to monitor and guide their kids and not, you know, if you see a group of kids coming, then you stand back on a driveway for a couple of minutes and wait for them to pass and not running around like crazy little psychos. Mm-hmm. And there, and I think, lies a big problem as to why you're seeing... The- Toronto and the GTA and Ottawa with all of these spikes and being the hot spots in the province because you have this population density mm-hmm. um, again probably people not being as careful as they should but mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned kids <laughs> kids are uh, kids are going to be kids they're, they're going to gravitate to other kids to have fun when they have the opportunity and certainly Halloween is one of those one of those times so yeah. I think personally speaking it's you gotta look look out for yourself. And yeah. I, I don't think I don't think you can cancel Halloween, but I can't I can't think of anyone ever saying there was going to be a possibility of no, canceling no Halloween. One ever I think said it was just no one of those. Halloween. No, there was one of those groundswells probably online that um, <laughs> said, "Oh, they're going to cancel Halloween," and everyone freaked out from there. And I rem- I remember saying not cancel Halloween, but. Like making some crack back in the summer. I was like, guys, you know they're not going to let us have Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I don't know, we can all make jokes. I never thought, I mean. I hope can, that's all kids, we have sometimes. Right? Oh jokes. my gosh. 
<laughs> and the lightening up of the online. Uh, yeah. Because the, the comments online are driving me insane these mm -hmm. days. And the, the plandemic people and the ones who were like copy and paste their replies to every single story yep. that has anything to do with COVID-19. Yep. And they're just coming out of the woodwork and it's a, it's a lot some days. It's a lot. And when our mental health is uh, kind of at a premium to begin with, going online and reading the comments are something that a lot of us <laughs> should do. But most of us can't help ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't stop it. it we see we a tantalizing story that has 450 <laughs> right. comments on oh, it. Oh, gotta dig oh, in there. What are they saying? And usually it's not. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Something that will comfort you <laughs> or really educate you. It's right. not gonna. It's not gonna give you uh, any kind of solid knowledge either. It's just <laughs> guys. People. A, a Google search from March tells me that what you're saying is inaccurate. <laughs> or this website I found. Right. That has letters and numbers everywhere. <laughs> Never heard of this. <laughs> Ever. Therefore, totes legit. Yeah, yeah. So we're going through uh, quite a turbulent time right now. <laughs> the kids, though, because they've been back in school for a month now. I think mm -hmm. it's I think to this week is a month since they started back with the full on mm -hmm. school. Yeah. They're doing pretty well in in our town, anyway. Seem to be. Uh, no cases in schools again to this point. Touch wood that I haven't jinxed it by saying <laughs> right. That. We got 15 cases. Yeah, right after they taped this show. <laughs> but no, things seem to be running fairly well here, um, within Chatham Kent anyway. And I think just being back at school is great for the kids. You know, it's, it's different than what they've ever experienced. With not being able to have full recesses and sure. you know, full close contact with their friends. But they're making do. They can see their friends. They can still play to a point. And... Uh, our kids are fortunate because we have a couple of close friends on our street that yeah. they can still... And they're also in each other's sort of school bubble right. as well as our neighborhood little gang. So they're they're all intermingling anyway. And something that's as simple as, as walking to school and from school right? Um, in this very small neighborhood circle, I think that goes a long way for the kids too. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's going well for the kids. I think it's needed. I think we knew it was needed going in. And... Uh, they seem to be they seem to be doing okay so far. So hopefully we continue on this path and we don't go back to where we were after uh, March break, which lasted six and a half years. And I saw um, in some of the bigger centers where they've had this sort of reorganization of classes in the past week, where it's been the deadline of parents who want to withdraw their kids from school and have them learn at home. Which thankfully we haven't had that big surge of, of kids leaving the classroom so we don't have to shuffle the classes yeah. around as much which is good because I I know that our kids are very content with where they are and any sort of change in that right now would throw them for a loop but I am also so grateful that we have our kids in school because mm -hmm. I know I would not be able to stand <laughs> I, I am not a teacher we've talked about this a number of times on the show that online learning is not for us not for me it's not for the kids it's our family in general cannot deal with the online no and again with with a couple of full-time jobs at work exactly we're, we're juggling as well so that wasn't going to work <laughs> so i'm very very happy and very fortunate that they're in the classroom right now mm -hmm. because i know a bunch of people that have opted for the uh, the home learning and they, they're getting through it they're getting by they're they're doing what they have to do 
But you can also tell behind the, oh yeah, everything's going fine. It's, it's great. We've got a routine down and it's fine, guys. <laughs> you can tell behind that, yeah. they're like screaming for help. Right? Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine the strain that the teachers and school administrators and all of those people are under with having to do everything so differently and having the weight of it all on them that you know they are in charge of keeping our kids safe and are in charge of so much right now that said i think it's going a lot smoother mm -hmm. and, and kudos to everybody who have uh, put the the home learning into a curriculum and into a kind of an online school kudos to them for making it better than it was back uh, early in the pandemic where I don't think anything was going right. <laughs> so they've, they've modified it and they've made it work for a lot of kids. And, you know, and if, if parents felt more safe and secure having their kids home and doing school from home, then um, good on them. And, you know, that's certainly their choice. And I'm glad that they're at least getting by. Yeah. Certainly not ideal. No, not ideal. Nothing, nothing about this is no. ideal. And that's, that's sort of the thing that we have to scale back the expectations, I think, that you know, if your kid's not a straight-A student this year, it doesn't matter. No. That they're going to school, they're learning something, they're getting the the environment that they need to be in, whether it's online learning or in-school learning, that they're, they're doing something that is somewhat normal and that they're picking up a couple of facts along the way would be great. Yeah. But I think that, because, I mean, there are a lot of parents who, you know, have very high expectations of their kids during normal times, and you have to scale that back. You mm -hmm. cannot... You can't expect kids to be at their peak performance in these situations. No, seven hours a day, five days a week, learning a, a fairly hefty curriculum. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do that right now. And, but, you know, from what our kids have shown us so far, they're, they're learning something. Yep. I mean, they're coming home with some different nuggets all the time and kind of surprising us with what they're retaining. So it's, it's working. It's yeah. not working at the pace it used to work. <laughs> But I don't think, I think that goes for all of us too. Like we're not, no one's at full speed right now. Oh gosh. Nobody's no. at full speed. So you're right. We have to kind of temper what we think should be happening mm -hmm. and what has happened in the past. Because uh, we're not in a time right now where that's, that's viable. So the kid, I mean, we're all just trying to swim. We're just, we're trying to keep our head above water and uh, it's not easy. What else is new? Well, uh, had a delicious lunch. <laughs> Made a tuna melt at home, working the morning show this week, filling in. So we're uh, this is why we're doing our podcast at 3 in the afternoon, because we're both home <laughs> at the same time. Which is rare. We don't normally get this no. much time together, although there's naps in there, because when you get up at 3 in the morning, naps are essential to life. It is true. It is true. And uh, some some juggling going on at bedtime, too, because... <laughs> we all have to go to bed right around the same time. Right. And then you throw in a thunderstorm in the mix, too. So last night was... Kind of a late night with sleep because our daughter came down at whatever it was, 10:30 at night. There was a crash of thunder and lightning, and so she didn't sleep, and so I was up with her a little later. Just one of those days. Yeah. So just got to juggle. Just added on. I mean, a thunderstorm is not new for 2020, but just just no. add on to what we've had this year. <laughs> and we're uh, we're in the hunt for a dog. We are. Yes, we have been kind of dabbling around and, and seeing. We were close. We were close. We were close. Yeah. I, th I like that we have reached our, um, as mentioned in uh, the last podcast, episode 20, that our uh, our dog Ralph passed away last November. So we're about 11 months out of 
of having had a puppy around. Not puppy. I call him a puppy. Daniel always gets oh, mad at me for calling him a puppy. Because he he's a realist. He was 13. He, he's very by the book, <laughs> our son. He is very by the book. But, um, so yeah, we've, we've gone through almost a year of not having a dog. And I think that we've all pretty much got to the point now where we can we can move on from the grieving period and and potentially get yeah. another dog into our lives some people's grieving period are longer and, and shorter than others mm-hmm. but yeah you still you still miss the heck out of them once in a while but we're at that stage now where yeah we're certainly looking and we're i don't know say heavily looking it's between moderate and heavily looking <laughs> and, uh, i think i am heavily looking yeah but then i know that there will come a time once we have the dog that I'm like, man, what are we doing? <laughs> I, there's so much poop to pick up. That's right. I got to go for another walk. He barked at three in the morning because he had to go pee. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the yards have never been cleaner. I know. Well, yard, he never went <laughs> in the front, but uh, the backyards never look better and cleaner and the grass has been better and there's been no dog. But those are just... A, minor things right i think having a dog fire it weighs you know having to walk it and right pick it's up its poop. oh baby's gotta change their diapers right. again man <laughs> so not worth Come it on. uh yeah so there's that and uh i think it's been a bit tough not having a dog during the last six or seven mm-hmm. months i you think know, especially that, over the summer i mean because yeah. it's a thing that more dogs have been adopted in the last six seven months than any other time that the shelters can't keep dogs in then breeders have jacked up their prices like crazy dogs and swimming pools so we'll uh we'll keep you updated on our adventures of puppy hunting yeah there's a chance that next time we do this you and i there well hopefully we'll have a new addition so so far it's been it's been a fun uh look there's been a lot of different dogs around and as you mentioned a lot of people because they're doing the adoption clinics are certainly different than what they used to be oh yeah because there's so many people for not so many dogs that right. are up for adoption right now so and i worked in an animal shelter not not caring for the animals but in a, more of a community relations role but i worked at a shelter for four years and never once did we struggle for having dogs that it was never a thing hi pal that it was unheard of to have emptied a shelter and now it's unheard of to find a shelter that can keep dogs in mm-hmm. and there's never been so much competition <laughs> you quiet <laughs> there's never been so much competition for getting a dog that we were at an adoption event uh at, with the sarnia humane society a couple of weeks ago and it was intense that you know there are 10 different families looking at any given dog and that's a lot of pressure and the disappointment for a lot of families that you know you get your heart set on a dog you go to meet it and then it find out that someone else got it and that's hard it is tough it is tough and what we went through when we got ralph 12 years ago it just it was a different feel to it right because it was almost like you want this dog sure yeah you can have this dog <laughs> yeah. you, you have seem reputable sure. oh, okay promise to treat it well all right it's yours <laughs> so it's far different now and it's yeah, yeah it can be heartbreaking because you go and you meet a certain dog mm-hmm. a time or two and okay yeah we're, we're gonna be great yeah, and this then guy's you, a good puppy naturally you go to meet the dog and you, you kind of fall in love with it a little bit yep. even though you've only met it for the first second time doesn't matter and then it doesn't work out and then well there's our weekend ruin because now i'm sad yep so, absolutely uh, that's the way it, it's gone but yeah that's that's the way it's going these days swimming pools and dogs yeah <laughs> have, uh, have really been quite popular what's the next thing do you think what's the next shortage that we're gonna have oh my goodness 
Um, well, we're heading to the fall and winter, so uh, this will be the first winter that we've yeah. ever had this, right? Because this isn't going away. No. Uh, so it's whatever people are going to do to keep themselves entertained in their home from, uh, you know, December to March. And that's not going to be easy. Maybe. Snowmobiles, maybe? Right. Yeah. Board games and puzzles. Board games, Impossible puzzles. To find. <laughs> and then, yeah, the outdoor, you got snow uh, snowmobiles and, mm-hmm. and whatever else so we'll see because we haven't been able to predict the last seven months right. we're not going to predict this winter so yeah we're not even going to get to the point of what's going to happen at christmas because who knows what kind of fresh hell will erupt between now and december just give us our family at christmas right. that's all we care about and you know maybe a toilet paper roll or two <laughs> save some of those that's for what us. everybody gets in their stocking yeah <laughs> it's just stacked right full <laughs> That's all we want. <laughs> well, the wind is picking up again, which is delightful. That's our uh, that's our that's theme our, song to, <laughs> to wrap it up. That's our out music. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the chat once again, Mikey. Thank you Mike. for asking me. <laughs> Always, and we will talk again soon. Mm-hmm.